everyone! Welcome back to Capes and Japes, uh, the podcast where one of the hosts got the new Mountain Goats album several days early, and the other one is still waiting for it. Thank you, USPS. Thank you, the brave heroic workers of the USPS. Please bring me mine next. (laughs) I need it. Yeah, like five minutes before recording, I uh, checked my email and I was like, oh, delivery notification. <laughs> Even if I'm going to be late, I must go out to my mailbox right now. Truly, if there is one excuse Olivia would understand more <laughs> than any other, it's I had to get the new Mountain Goat CD out of the mailbox. Well, look, the way that it would have played out would be like, I would have started the call and been like, sorry, I'm late. It was very important and just like held up the Hello Merch bag and then just like opened it in front of you. Uh, (laughs) Mountain Goat CD unboxing for an audience of one who is incredibly jealous. Anyways, um, this is uh, not a Mountain Goats podcast, even though it could be. Um... We are here to uh, continue Villaintober um, by talking about Mr. Freeze, uh, one of the most iconic Batman villains, um, and uh, one who has kind of a kind of an interesting story behind him. Like, the Mr. Freeze backstory comes from a little bit of an interesting place. And we're going to talk about him. Uh, So, Mr. Freeze is first introduced uh, in 1959 as a Batman villain uh, created by Dave Wood... Uh, Sheldon Moldoff, uh, and Bob Kane, who was one of the, uh, co-creators of Batman, who was kind of still, uh, developing Batman concepts, even if he wasn't, like, actively writing the issues. Um, and in his first appearance, his name is Mr. Zero, uh, and he is, uh, sort of there's elements of what he will eventually become i think he is bald when he first shows up uh and he is a scientist who uh is doing experiments with i don't think with cryogenics specifically but with various freezing technologies trying to develop uh, a freeze beam, an ice beam, uh, and he is uh, caught in a lab accident. Um, classic. For, yeah, classic. Classic villain origin, classic hero origin. In this situation, it's not a lab accident that's, like, caused by anybody sabotaging anything it's just it's just simply an accident um and uh the accident somehow uh makes it so that he 
cannot survive in like normal temperatures. His body has to be below zero in order to exist. Um, and the later, more iconic Mr. Freeze look has him, you know, with like gray or bluish skin usually to kind of like indicate this. Um, this guy does just look normal. It's just a normal bald man. Um, but he does develop himself a, uh, funny little suit in order to, uh, you know, maintain his body temperature. Uh, which in this version is kind of a, a wacky looking red and yellow costume with just like a big astronaut helmet and a tank attached to the back. Um, I don't understand how that helps his theme. Yeah, no, he's really not, like, committing to a vibe. And he calls himself Mr. Zero, which, like, because his temperature has to be below zero. But it it's, like, Celsius not very... Celsius Fahrenheit. Does he ever say? I don't think he says. I'm gonna assume it's Fahrenheit because it's American comics creators. Um... I don't know, they could really enjoy but... Celsius. <laughs> Some Celsius enthusiasts. Yeah, you never know. Um, maybe for once a comic book writer knows anything about science and they're like, it would actually probably, like, actually Celsius is what's used in most, you know, standardized scientific measurements. Uh, so um, that can explain why this man has, you know, went through a lab accident that completely changed his physiology on a uh, impossible level for human life. But uh, he shows up in, you know, one of these uh, Silver Age Batman issues. Um, he also, it's like, I don't know if it's fully defined why he turns to a life of crime is just like, well, I already developed this ice ray, um, and I can't really exist normally in society, so I guess I will go be a supervillain. Why not just go study penguins? Yeah, that's a great question. Those that, that would be a much more normal response to this. Um, during one of his early appearances, it might be at the end of his first appearance um he like captures batman and robin um brings them to this secret you know ice layer that he's created um where he is keeping all of his stolen stuff and uh bruce escapes um breaks a pipe which releases a bunch of steam which melts all the ice and then somehow just unfreezes Mr. Freeze, or Mr. Zero, and he goes back to normal, and then they arrest him. He's like, damn, um, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of just, like, going into a sauna? Um, so that, uh, could theoretically have been the end of it. Like, Mr. Freeze could have been just a one-off Batman villain, um, with a... <laughs> Not super coherent aesthetic, uh, and then gone to jail. But uh, a couple of things happen 
many years apart from each other. Uh, the first thing is that uh, they use him for the 60s Adam West uh, live-action Batman series, which is where uh, their first, like, uh, Mr. Zero is not a good name. We're going to call him Mr. Freeze, um, which is much more... I mean, it's it's a very obvious name, uh, but sometimes the obvious answer is is the good one. Um, so in this one, they uh, also give him a design that's more akin to his modern one, um, where it's like, more of the kind of, uh, high-tech looking suit. Although, like, again, like, for the 60s. Um, but, you know, sort of a, uh, astronaut looking suit. Um, and they usually, they, there's a couple different actors who play him, but they usually give him, like, kind of, uh, like, bluish or grayish makeup uh and they give him a you know like blue and silver kind of color scheme uh so you look at this guy and you can probably piece together that this is an ice guy <laughs> he's got ice powers yeah this this seems that seems to be what's happening here is some sort of ice situation um, in this version, they give him the, um, the real name of Art Shival, um, which is only used, I think, like, once or twice. <laughs> and then later they're gonna be like, no, that name is not a pun. We, <laughs> we need our Batman villains to have just incredibly obvious Ace Attorney witness type names. Um, that's where the real money is. That's where the real money is. Uh, but because the character is used in the 60s show and is kind of popular, uh, they bring him back in the comics and start calling him Mr. Freeze, uh, and update his design to look, uh, more like the, uh, the Adam West TV show version. Uh, and then he becomes, like, somewhat of a recurring villain throughout, you know, the, uh, 60s, 70s, 80s. He, uh, shows up. He's like, I'm ba- I'm, I'm, I'm frozen again. I know Batman unfroze me that time, but I don't think they even acknowledge that Batman unfroze him. He's just like, I'm back. It's me, Mr. Freeze. My name, I'm Mr. Freeze now, by the way. Um, but he, uh... Becomes a re recurring, you know, Batman villain doing various heists and schemes, etc. Still, I don't think any explanation given as to why he is doing the crimes, except for he wants to do them. Look, do you need more reason? I mean, I, I think no. Some villains simply want to do crimes. Sometimes that's just what you want to do. Um... There's a, uh, storyline where he, uh, 
falls in love with this woman named Hildy um, and wants to recreate the uh, the circumstances of him getting frozen so that he, she can also be frozen and they can be uh, cold, just exist in, you know, sub-zero temperatures together and also... Um, because I think it slows his aging process, and he's like, well, I want to be aging at the same rate of this person that I'm in love with. Um, so he start <laughs> he starts kidnapping rich people and doing, um, like, cryogenic experiments on them. Um, and it goes badly. And I'm like, well, at least he's targeting rich people. Like, He you is know. punching up. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not great that he's doing the crimes, but, like, he is punching up. The, yeah, exactly. Is it Praxis? Maybe. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously, Batman tries to stop him. Uh, this woman that he's in love with is like, hey, I actually don't want, um, to be a, uh, frozen person with you. Uh... And he, uh, I think, attacks her, but then Batman is able to stop him. So, uh, you know, it's fine. And then, uh, yeah, he shows up, um, he shows up in an early Jason story where Jason teams up with, uh, Vicky Vale to stop him. Um, but yeah, mostly just kind of standard, you know, standard issue, the Batman villain, Various crimes, schemes, etc. Uh, in 1992, uh, so quite a while after, uh, he was initially introduced, um, and no, I mean, it's like, it's 30 years ago, so like a pretty long time ago, but also like not that long in the huge scheme of like comics history. Almost in our lifetimes. Yeah. <laughs> the two of us specifically. Yes, us, spe us specifically. Our lifetimes, me and Briar. Um, but 1992 is when the first season of uh, Batman the Animated Series is airing. Um, the beloved, iconic Bruce Timm cartoon. Uh, and they do an episode centered on Mr. Freeze. Um, they update his design for, you know, the show. Uh, and they, um, do this storyline where they give him a whole new backstory, uh, for this. They give him, um, the name Victor Freeze but freeze f r i e s um my dumbass has been pronouncing it fries in my head <laughs> oh it's my old nemesis victor fries da, Maybe da, if it da. Was, yeah if it was uh pronounced like that he would have become a fast food themed villain no that's condiment king oh, damn it condiment king already took that Anyways, so, uh, Batman, in this episode, uh, encounters this 
new villain, Mr. Freeze. Uh, you know, guy with an ice gun who's in this, like, weird cryogenic suit and is trying to figure out what his deal is, how to stop him. Um, and, uh, he eventually discovers, uh, that Mr. Freeze is a former employee of this scientific company, um, called Goth Corp. <laughs> uh, and he was studying cryogenics, um, and had a wife named Nora with an unspecified terminal illness, uh, for which there was no existing treatment or cure, um, and he had used his knowledge to place her into cryogenic stasis until he could figure out how to cure her. Um, and the CEO of Goth Corp tried to put a stop to this experiment because he was like, we're not running a charity. I don't care about your wife. Um, and they, uh, got into a fight in the lab because Mr. Freeze did not, uh, appreciate hearing that. I mean, um, who would? Who would? Truly who? Um, and, uh, in the fight, they set off some lab equipment and it causes the accident that leads to Victor, you know, ending up unable to live outside of below zero temperatures. So that's why he had to develop this suit and everything. And now he is doing these crimes uh, with the intent of getting revenge on the CEO, and also, uh, getting the funds to continue preserving his wife and research how to, uh, help her. Um, so he ends up, he gets arrested, the CEO also gets arrested, um, nobody wins, uh, and the episode ends with this, uh, very iconic moment that has been recreated and homaged in a million different ways of, uh, Mr. Freeze looking at a snow globe with, like, a little figure of his wife inside. Um, so, this episode was, uh, a huge hit, extremely critically acclaimed. Like, the whole show was, like, very, very good and well-received, um, but this episode had, like, an enormous impact, uh, so, obviously, they incorporated all of this into the comics, um, they, and, like, it's, like, it's, it's good, right, because now you have, like, it's not just, like, an ice-themed guy, it's, like, an ice-themed guy with, like, a unique and specific and sympathetic motivation. It's not just an ice-themed guy. It's an ice-themed guy with a dying wife. It's an ice-themed wife guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it, it gives him, like, you're able to, like, define more of a personality for him. It's like, oh, yeah, like, he's kind of, you know, 
withdrawn and stoic and sad because uh, he just cares about his wife who he's trying to save. So it's like, yeah, he doesn't really like uh, work that well with other villains because he doesn't really care about their goals. Or about causing chaos or anything like that. He's like, I just want, I just want my fucking wife, dude. Um, like, look, I'm in a very specific situation. I need this yeah. for my wife. <laughs> um, of course, this also in like a ongoing comic situation that you need to kind of like uh, drag out over many, many years. It does also create the question of like. Why doesn't Batman just help this guy save his wife instead of just arresting him for all the crimes? So it's like there always needs to be... And you, like, at various points in the animated series as well, and at various points throughout comics canon, it's like, oh, Batman, like, is trying to help or has offered to help, but Mr. Freeze won't accept his help because he doesn't trust Batman. Which, honestly, I would say is fair. Extremely fair. Like, why would you help me? I've been doing crime. I've been doing you're crime. You're the crime I... guy. Like, you're... you're the crime stopper. Yeah, like, why would you help me? And it's like, because that'll stop the crime. That that will put an end to the crime. And, you... like, also presumably... <laughs> Could you imagine if know... Batman was like, no, I'm... I, I don't believe in prisons. If I can stop, so like, if I don't have to send you to Arkham, I won't. <laughs> That's not true. I feel I like don't Batman like sends doing this. so many people to Arkham, and he's like, cool, they're safe in jail. And it's like, clearly not. Obviously not. <laughs> Just like, Victor, I've turned over a new leaf. I've discovered prison abolition. It's incredible. <laughs> There's ways to stop crime without putting people in an inhumane little box. I didn't know about this before. <laughs> I'm learning new things every day. Anyways, please, please, please come with me and talk to all of the extremely brilliant scientists I know so we can figure out how to fix your wife. And if you don't trust me, pick one of my children. Any yeah. of my children. Any, any one of them. I will say some of them are probably more trustworthy than others, but they will help. Um. So, uh, they translate the backstory over from that, uh, um, the BTAS episode almost exactly. Like, they keep, you know, the same, like, name for the CEO and everything. Um, right after that, uh, they have an encounter with, uh, Batman where uh bruce like in like the fight between mr freeze and batman bruce ends up like somehow like breaking nora's frozen body and then he puts it back t mr freeze like puts it back together um so it's <laughs> there's also some versions of like this interpretation that are like oh well she's definitely dead and she's, like, been dead this whole time. And the reason that, like, Bruce isn't doing anything to help is because she's dead and there's nothing he can do. And Mr. Freeze just, like, refuses to accept that. But it's, like, usually 
generally accept like either people ignore that happened or they're like oh well he did fix her and he is trying <laughs> to figure out a way to bring her back to life which is a thing that's possible to do um i feel like uh-huh if you if your body has gotten to the point where it can shatter you are not alive uh-huh. yeah that one one would one would think one would think so like, I don't know how cryogenics work, but I feel like it's not making your body brittle. No, I don't think it should be. But also, I don't think anyone um, involved here understands how cryogenics work. Because um, I also don't think there's any way to have a cryogenics accident that renders you unable to survive in normal temperatures. Unless... It, you're unable to survive in normal temperatures because you're simply dying. You are simply dead. You are, yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Oh no, it's the temperature. No, buddy, it's the shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so, uh, after this, he, uh, continues to similar to before, just make kind of, uh, you know, repeated appearances as a recurring Batman villain, um, planning a various schemes. Although, uh, he's not generally as dangerous as villains like the Joker, because he's not, like, necessarily out to hurt people as, like, a motive. He's just like, I don't care who gets hurt in my quest to save my wife. Um, and it's also, you know, most of his appearances now are, like, tend to be a little, like, melancholy when you know the backstory. You're like, oh, this poor guy. Um. (laughs) Man, that sucks about his wife. Wish he didn't hold me hostage, though. Yeah, I really wish he would uh, let me leave, but I did it is lose rough, the wife three thing. fingers to frostbite, and I don't like that. But I do feel bad about his wife. <laughs> um, God, he. I think over the course of the animated series, um, they do end up uh reviving Nora. Um, and then, like, I think Freeze, like, sacrifices himself, or seemingly, like, sacrifices himself to help, like, get her back, and then she ends up, like, marrying somebody else after a while, because she thinks he's dead, and then he, like, shows back up again. Um, there's also, uh, (laughs) some fun weird things that happen in the comics. Um, so he's you know, various, uh, various crimes, various shenanigans, like, very recognizable, iconic villain, but not necessarily doing, like, the, like, biggest, deadliest schemes. Um, he shows up in Hush, where he teams up with Hush to, like, uh, like, Hush takes out Selena's heart, and then Freeze freezes it, and then they're like, oh, Batman, you gotta, we're, we're gonna kill Selena if you don't do what we say. Um, 
but uh he does does various things in 2006 in um a batgirl storyline which i assume this is stephanie bat or maybe it's cass um this might be cass cast Batgirl solo series era. Um, but there's a story where uh, he helps out uh, Nissa Al Ghul, Talia's sister, in exchange for letting him use the Lazarus Pit to try and revive Nora. Um, and he does... Um, but it's the Lazarus Pit. So she <laughs> comes back also, wrong. She comes back wrong. I think also it, like, interacts with, like, the cryogenics in her system. So it comes back, like, she comes back even wronger oh, than great. most people do. Um, she, uh... Couldn't have done a couple experiments first. Like, could have just tested it out. I mean, listen, I know you're excited. Go find a rich guy. Freeze him, toss yeah. him in a Lazarus pit. See how bad he come out. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, yeah. So she she comes out with um uh fire powers, which I think is fun. Um, and also uh Lazarus pit powers where she can like animate dead. D&D style um and uh she is extremely extremely angry at Mr. Freeze because she's like what did you fucking do to me um and she uh goes on the rampage she starts calling herself Lazara um and like just like goes on like a super villain uh chaos spree um and they end up having to freeze her again (laughs) to stop her they're like like, you know what this didn't work (laughs) this this one didn't work this was not a good choice uh anyways um which um (laughs) i do i do think is i think maybe they should have just continued letting her do crime i think that would have been fun but not too long after this is when the new 52 happens, which uh, does something that I think is kind of deranged, um, the, as could be said about many choices in the new 52. Um, so they give Mr. Freeze some more backstory. They like give him this like story where uh, he like when he was a kid, he saw his mom fall into like a frozen lake and then uh they were able to rescue her because the cold temperatures like kept her preserved long enough that she survived and he was like wow i want to study cryogenics (laughs) when i grow up wow Um, that's so interesting yeah Except then it's like, oh, but afterwards, uh, she was in, like, constant pain as a result of her injuries, and Mr. Freeze ended up mercy-killing her, 
but still wanted to study cryogenics. He's like, what if we did um, this but better? What if we did a good job with this? Um, that's that's not the that's not the deranged part. That's like that's not that's the just, deranged part. No, that's not the deranged part. That's just the new 52's obsession with adding like a unnecessary amount of backstory to everything. This that's a little deranged. The really deranged part is that in this version, um Nora is a woman from the 30s uh who was diagnosed with an incurable uh heart condition when she was like a young woman. And she and her family agreed to have her cryogenically frozen so that maybe she could be revived at a time in the future when a cure was developed. Um, and she ends up being uh, stored. That seems like a very impersonal word. Um, hosted. <laughs> at Wayne Enterprises. Uh, They're and... like, hey, do you want this frozen woman? And it's like, <laughs> well, where else is she gonna go? Yeah. Um, And Mr. Freeze starts working there in their cryogenics department and uh, falls in love with Nora uh, and becomes obsessed with her um, and, like, deludes himself into thinking they're married and uh becomes fixated on a way to unfreeze and cure her um and bruce finds out about this and is like uh okay uh i'm going to shut this project down because this is inappropriate behavior which not correct, even just it like is. i'm going to replace you with somebody else i'm yeah, shutting the right? whole like, project down that should be the response, is, like, fire this guy. Not, like, well, well, I guess we'll throw this woman in the trash since he's obsessed with her. Oh, no. Um, Time to put this entire woman in the garbage. There's no hope. This man got too obsessed with her, and now we gotta hold... This man's too obsessed with her. We gotta get rid of this woman. We gotta throw the whole woman away. Because we want to keep the scientist... Because he's good at science, but we can't <laughs> keep the woman <laughs> who did nothing wrong. She's simply been frozen for like 70 years. Um, anyways, so in this situation, it's uh, Bruce that uh, Freeze gets angry at and tries to start a fight with. And then that results in the accident that results in him getting, you know, frozen, etc. He, like, manages to take Nora's body and escape. So now he wants revenge on Bruce Wayne specifically for attempting to uh, shut down his project. And, like, this is just so, like, I don't get it. Like, just, hey, Victor, what? you had to take ethics classes, right? As, as a scientist. Think about yeah. those and think about what you're doing. It does like, this seem ethical to you? Like, why would you take, like, the fact that the whole reason, you know, this character became so popular was the fact that this cartoon gave him, like, a sympathetic backstory and be like, 
What if we made it not sympathetic because he's a huge creepazoid? Do you think they like, were like, we can't have sympathetic villains because then people will think that we're promoting villainy? <laughs> people will think we're pro-villainy. We're inventing our own new comics code. Um, you can't be- all your villains have to be evil all the time. They're not allowed to do anything good. They're not allowed to- t <laughs> They always have to be 100% evil. They have to be a caricature. They can't be a person. Their <laughs> personality <not>. is evil. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, uh, don't like this, obviously. This continues to be his, like, deal throughout, uh, New 52. And then, during Rebirth, they're like, okay, taking that back, um, and revert it to, uh, you know, her being, like, Victor's actual wife, who they actually got married while she was alive and not frozen um and then like they add something where uh it's like she wanted to just kind of like live out her remaining years but he sort of pressured her into getting frozen which i also don't love um but i mean there is something very human in it yeah, exactly. Like it's it's more it's it's complicated. You know. I mean, yes, I don't. Ex I do want to back up a minute and say like delusions are not evil, and I did not mean to right. imply that delusions are evil. But when you are doing things that are unethical and you are a scientist, you should probably not be a scientist until you can, you know, figure out the ethics. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, yes. But also, Whole... I do think that comics are like, oh, he's crazy. That's yeah, why com... he's evil. <laughs> comics do have an idea of delusional that is pretty much exclusively evil. It's very easy to fall into like, well, this is what the comics books are thinking, so that's the way that I'm gonna say it. And then, like, you're sitting here for a second, like... Okay, but I'm not comics books. Yeah, you're like, wait, the comics books tricked me with their comics book <laughs> logic. Um, so, uh, yeah, DC Rebirth, they put it back to, uh, somewhat normal. There's also a, um, one of the, um, like, YA graphic novels, um, that DC put out a few years ago was, um, about, like, young Victor and Nora, like, falling in love, um, and was, like, pretty well received, I think. Um, it's not one of the ones I have read, uh, but I think people liked it. Um, but, uh, so, recently, the most recent development in this saga as far as i'm aware um is during year of the villain uh lex luther in exchange for uh mr freeze's help with something um gives him a 
serum, antidote, drug, something that will bring Nora back uh, and cure her. Um, and he, um, he, in order to like, he, I guess, I guess he learned from the Lazarus Pit thing, but he learned too much. And he's like, okay, I'm not going to jump right into this. I'm going to kidnap a bunch of women and test this vial on them to see what happens and then try it on my wife. And it's like, Victor, no, not that. Um, but. The thing is, uh, it works. Uh, and Nora comes back, uh, and she starts going by Mrs. Freeze, and she's like, all right, I guess we're doing crimes together. I love her. Ride or die. Yeah, ride or die. That's uh, honestly, do kind of love to see it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I hope... I hope she's out there living her best life. Um, I do, I like, I understand kind of, <laughs> I get the appeal of trying, like, basically like unfridging, an ex like literally <laughs> a very famously dead, I guess like, she's not really like fridged because she's like, dead before the story starts she's been but thawed she yeah um but uh i i think it's kind of a fun choice but i am like you know what do you it's been part of mr freeze's character for so long now i'm like what do you do with mr freeze now so he gets to retire he gets to retire and now his wife does all the crime um she's like i'm going to have fun it's been yeah. years since i've stretched my legs yeah i've just been in a freezer for so long and i'm gonna live it up baby uh so you know good for her um did you have anything else you wanted to talk about unfortunately no oh, i didn't read any last. comics um, oh whoa I was going to try to read comics, and then I just did not have the focus. Uh, <laughs> I got I got the COVID booster flu shot combo, and it took me out for, like, three days. Not oh, just because, no. like, like, I probably could have done stuff, but it was, like, I felt just bad enough where I'm like, well, I don't have to do anything, so right. yeah. I'm not gonna... No. <laughs> I'm not gonna wanna. I'm not and, gonna. And you know what? That's fair. Yeah, no, I um I did watch uh apparently nailed it on Netflix has like a baking championship that they did a season of. Mm hmm I watched all of that. It's fun. That's fun, hell yeah. I love to see Nicole Byer. <laughs> <laughs> I do love to see her. I do love to see her. Like, honestly, I opened up the first episode. I'm like, if it's not hosted by Nicole Byer, I'm out. And then I'm like, oh, there she is. <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, did you read anything? Um, I did. Um, I got the 
new issue of uh, Iron Man, mostly because the cover was so good. <laughs> I was like, all right, I can't, I can't continue keeping up with all of the X-Men stuff. I'm just gonna, uh, like, take a break, see if anything important happens, and then maybe when rise rise of the fall of rise of fall rise of the powers of x fall of the house of x i think it's gonna take me a while maybe when that starts up you know i'll like see what's going on with that and then i can back read some x-men stuff but i'm really unfortunately enjoying the like emma tony marriage plot like a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very funny um and i love to see them uh so i'm i'm having a good time with that you know i'm happy for them um and then i think that's everything um i got a couple of things from the library that i have not started yet um, and I am partway through Danny Phantom A Glitch in Time, but I will wait until I'm <laughs> finished with it to talk about it on the podcast, unless we end up wanting to talk about it together. Um, but, uh, I think that's all that I had to say. Um, well, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Pinterest at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server uh, where everyone is welcome to join us, hang out, be cool. Um, <laughs> we. I like how it's just. It's both, like, you're welcome to be cool in this Discord server, but also, if you're coming into the Discord server, be cool. Be cool about it. And um, that's, that's not like a, if you're a nerd, you can't join. We're all nerds. We're all deeply yeah. uncool. But we are cool and chill to each other. Yes, exactly. Um, we also have a Patreon. If you are able to support us on there, you can get uh, bonus content. Watch stuff with us. Help us pick what we talk about. Um, we, if you can't do that, but you want to help out the show in another way, we love when people leave reviews we and ratings. We will give you a shout out. Um, telling a friend about the show if you think they might want to check it out. And just coming back and joining us, as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us. For this episode of Capes and Japes, I have been Olivia. I have been Briar. And as always, be my sexy sidekick, Frozen Wife. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh.